Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Hey, Argentina lost. That's, you know, we got to go there. (laughs) Was somebody celebrating? (laughs) Somebody was. Yep, that's me, James. You little German. <laughs> uh, you were you rooting for the Germans? Yes, I was. Man, Ooh. who are you rooting for, Matt? Argentina. This is very interesting. Argentina. They had a lot of shots. They had a chance. They had I'm, many a chance. I know nothing. <laughs> I see Colonel nothing. Clink. Oh, that was a great. But that was great. I mean, honestly, I'm now. I'm now going to play football. Okay, wait a minute. Football or football? Football. Okay. Football. You're going to play club football? I'm going to play club. Probably, I'm thinking England's <laughs> Premier League, probably. <laughs> what team would you choose? If you are you a choose? striker? Would, are you a goaltender? I, I would choose Manchester United. Are you the water oh. boy? No, I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> I would. If I, didn't have, uh, if I didn't have my foot problem. Yeah, your plantar. My plantar. And if I didn't pull my hammies, mm-hmm. helping my uh, daughter I move thought, some junk out of her house. I thought pulling your hammies was an exercise in order to get ready for her Actually, football. it used to be a meal at IHOP. <laughs> okay. Moons over my hammies. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. That's, that's a – I'm sorry, but that is one of my favorite meals, and it's at Denny's. Ooh, sorry. So – Moons over my hammies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you eat a meal that's called moons over my hammies. It's moon over my hammy, not moon, moon over my oh, hammies. Yeah, how many moons can one have? Exactly. Um, yeah. I pulled my hammies. I pulled my plantar. <laughs> I pulled everything. Sounds like you're perfect for Manchester United. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, they don't you know. You fit right in. Maybe Liverpool. They don't know that I'm wounded. <laughs> I'm, I'll get better. I'll get better. Oh, sure you will. So that went well. And, they don't uh, know how old you are either, do they? No, they don't. Don't tell them. But you know what? You know, Messi should have done more. Yeah. You, you can't be. You're not. I again. I lived in Argentina. So you're you're blaming him for their loss. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so is the rest of the country. Well, yeah. Because here's why, and I know this because I l- went to Argentina right after Maradona. Oh. Had the hand of God shot. Yeah. That won. Was it that got him to, I think, the finals of the World Cup? Something I, like that, I don't think yeah. he, I don't know if he won because of that. Maybe he did. But the hand of God happened to be Maradona's hand, mm-hmm. illegally swatting a ball yep. into the net. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently God works that way. And um, <laughs> But Messi didn't, you know, he didn't find a way to cheat and blame it on God. Okay. Man, he should have done more. He could have, he could have, you know, cheated. He yeah. could have. He should if have. If you call it cheating, it could have just well, been God's hand. Yeah, well, yeah there, he also had one heck of a spectacular a shot from the Germans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, was that was an amazing, amazing shot. By the way, that is the shot that I – that's that's pretty easy for me. You do that type of stuff all the time, don't you? I take it I'm off sure my chest, do. and in midair, I hit it with my foot. Yep. Do it all the time. With your plantar. With my bad plantar. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not – actually, I'd probably take it off the face – Oh, sure. Uh, I'd accidentally uh, – Then you'd knee it. Uh-huh. It would hit <laughs> yeah. my knee and then I would probably fall to the ground and then it would land on me and then someone would hit it off of me. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that I think that you'd be very, very good at flopping in oh. soccer. I think oh, yes. I think you'd oh. be great. Oh, yes. I can flop with the best of them. <laughs> I believe it. See, but everyone yeah. – it's funny because Americans hate this flopping idea. But yet they don't mind it when it's on a basketball it's the, court. It's, that is the NBA. 
And, I except, know. And then we're like, oh, that was a real soccer flop. Oh, but Come on. S- soccer is so much well, worse, though. In it's the always NBA, their leg. In the NBA, there's not really a whole lot of acting after the flop. No, see, that's see, that's where it gets embarrassing. Exactly. Because especially when you go watch the replay and the guy didn't even get hurt. You know he didn't mm-hmm. get hurt. But he's grabbing his ankle and I think he's crying mommy. Exactly. That's wrong. But you know what it is? It's an art form. Oh yes, the flop has become an art form. I think you could do a you could do a whole hour show on nothing but. Oh yeah, flop. Did flops. you see James flop today when I walked in? I walked oh, in. Oh no, I didn't. Walked right by him. Sorry, I was didn't still working. Didn't touch him. Didn't touch him. Was working. He flopped. He totally touched. It it was crazy. He just smashed into me, yeah. and my my shin hurt really badly. <laughs> the shin that I was nowhere near. But he was grabbing his shin, and then guess who stepped in? I, did you get a red card? I got. I got. No, you must I have got, got a, a yellow because you're still I, here. No, I got a red card because Maddie walked in. Uh oh. And she's the red card. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, am I am I missing something? Because Maddie, uh, there's tension between James and Maddie. Like not, like, but it's not like good tension. It's kind of like it's great tension. It's no something's <clears throat> happened. Something has happened. It's fantastic tension. Do you want to talk <laughs> about that, James? What happened? Like she's mad at you. Uh oh. I don't. I'm. Or not are you even... mad at her? I'm not even sure what's happening at this point. Uh, Maddie, do you want to well, say something? This is what's happening. I'm in love with James, and James just doesn't want to be with me. Oh, James, is that true? Let's go with your let's go with your uh, passion name, Jaime. Jaime, is that true? No, it's not. She's just making things really difficult for me. I, I try. Um, I try to do things. I try so hard. Try meaning what? He invited me to go to one wedding reception, and I couldn't go. Free meal. Free meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just any wedding reception, Aaron's, Aaron's wedding reception. <gasps> oh, my oh, gosh. I was wondering wow. where you two were. Yeah, yeah well, I was like, hey, Free Maddie, ice cream oh, from the queen. We can go together. And she's like, that sounds great. And so day uh, of, uh, a couple uh, hours before, uh, she's like, she sends me a text and is like, um, it's not going to work out. Okay, but let's be real. Boom. But what am I supposed to do with that? Well, Aaron's reception was four and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, no, no, this one this was, was oh, like no, this 15 was the local minutes one? away. Yeah. Oh, weird. Well, I, 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 I didn't get invited to that one. I had to pick someone up from the airport, you guys. Huh. I had a good oh, reason why I couldn't be it was the At least it wasn't I had to wash my hair. No, I had You guys like missed the air quotes thing. when she said that. Yeah, okay, no. I didn't see mm-hmm. that. Airport. <laughs> that's what they call well, it these um, days. You guys, that's funny. You you all got invited to that. That's neat. That's good. <laughs> that sounds great. Wah, wah, wah. Because I had a great present waiting for me, uh, waiting for you. <laughs> You're going to give. Okay, I see how it is. You're going to give yourself a present for Eric. I, 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 I am. Wow. Hmm. No, but James and I are Sad. great. Once we actually go on a date, right, James? Yeah, eventually. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever it is. Don't bring it to the office. Well, isn't the ball in Maddie's court now? She has to ask James out on a date? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's official. And All right. I want to know what the viewers want me to do, what they think I should do on a, my date with James. There's okay. actually no um, viewers. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many of uh, how many people are viewing us right now? Listeners. Well, that's what that's I meant. That's good. Oh, okay. she's used to TV. So I'm going to actually start I'm going to start podcasting or what vid- vlogging this. Oh, oh really? Uh-huh. But Where's I your camera? I haven't figured out the camera Is it part. built into your water bottle? No. Nope, uh, just a water bottle. And uh, I haven't figured out the camera part, so I'm going to let James figure that out. You notice out. he's not letting the water bottle out of his hand now. Yeah, no. Nobody touched my water okay. bottle. Hey, um, today's topic, guess what we're talking about? Um, I'm sure you know. You it's a three-letter word? Yep. Guns. Fun. Starts with A. Uh-huh. Uh, R. Ah. R-A-R. Try to guess, James. A-R. 
Arms. 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 Today we're arms. arms. Pirates. Pirate arms. Ar. No, we're talking about art. Are you guys? Are you guys big into the arts? I mean, not like. Are you being? Would you go to a museum and just stand there for hours looking at something? Maybe hours. Yeah. Have you? I've gone to the Louvre. Yeah. Really. Yeah. How'd that work? It was a lot of fun. How was the drive? (laughs) Well, I was already in Europe, so you know. That's good. Um, But I don't mind going to museums. I went to the Getty Museum. Oh, that'd be in fun. Los Angeles. I actually want to go after after studying a little bit of Frank Lloyd Wright this summer. I want to go to the Guggenheim and see the. Really, I want to see the building now, not the art in the in the Guggenheim. Yeah. I want to see the building because he he designed it. Guess why I went? This was amazing because I would never have chosen the Getty Museum in Los Angeles, but my son, mm-hmm. eighteen years old, last year before he left the country to go on this LDS mission. He wanted to go to the Getty Museum. So I took my entire oh, that's family. Cool. It was beautiful. And we stood there, and guess what? I realized that my kids have no clue how to appreciate art except oh, one. Really? Except the one wanted, that's He on just the... was basking in it and just sucking it up, and the rest are like, quit touching me. And then they'd race up the stairs, yep. and then security mm-hmm. would come in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'd say, would you control your children? And I'm like, uh, no hablo inglés. <laughs> and then they would, like, go to my wife, and then she'd get mad. <laughs> Why would she get mad? Because I just disowned my family. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, they're embarrassing. You can't take them to a museum. So I have this feeling my kids don't appreciate art like we need to. Well, I think it really depends on the museum and the art because uh, that's true. to each his own yeah. because it really depends on the art. Some we, is great yeah. and some is We went to so the great. Wax Museum in um, – San Francisco? In L.A. Oh, um, is that a Madame Tussauds? Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't we, know there was one there. Yeah, and they love that. See, that's art that they get. Well, that's more pop art, I guess, mm-hmm. because you have like what? You have Kim Kardashian there. Oh yeah, I've got pictures right. of my. Uh, I'm like with Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholson. I mean, with Tiger Woods helping Ooh. him putt. See, that's really? art that they enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, well, but is there that is, art? That's well, we got to get some, into. That's there's other pieces of art that are more popular. Movies is movie art. I think so. I think you're right. What about architecture? Do you think that's art? I think it's total art. Mm-hmm. But then some isn't. Yeah. Some is just real ugly. But like that's just real ugly art. Art in the eye of the beholder? Yes. And the investor. Well, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Very Whoever's true. willing to pay for <laughs> Very it. You won't true pay there. for that piece of art. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're talking about on the show today. And we've got a pro that's going to be joining us uh, in just a minute. Melanie Burke's going to come and teach us how to appreciate art, art, and not just art, but expression. Because a lot of what art is, is your ability to express. And as we have YouTube and all of these other things, I think we we have a lot of people expressing, but is it all art? That's what we've got to figure out. That's what we're going to figure out. Also, we need callers. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Give us a call. If if you've got any questions about how to get your children to appreciate art, or if you have examples in your own life where you have figured out a way to get art into the hearts and minds of your children, we want to hear about it. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. And again, you can tweet us at BYU Radio. We're taking those as well. Or go to my Facebook page. Just look up Matt Townsend. Some way you're going to communicate with us. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. More when we come back on art and expression right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about art and appreciating art. 
By the way, when my first love of art took place, I think, on PBS with Bob Ross. Oh, we're painting fluffy clouds. Yeah, now look at the clouds. See how the cloud majestically reaches over the mountain. Happy trees. Happy trees. It wasn't that easy. Oh, I loved him. I loved him, and I loved his fro. Yeah, I knew you were going to say And that. I loved his just calming voice. Bob Ross. I love how he makes it look so oh, easy, You too. make him sound so creepy, though, with your impersonation. No, but it's not creepy when you're watching this masterpiece. Oh, no. It was fun to watch. Don't you remember Majestic that? is and the word for it. And you just see this river appear as he's I just know. scraping. Oh, I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I he made everybody that. think you, they could paint. No, I, yeah. went, I, did, uh, I went on a Bob Ross date. And oh. oh, yeah, with so, Maddie? No, oh. unfortunately. So me and my date, we followed a Bob Ross video, and we tried to do the painting with him. <laughs> Did you really? Wow, it Did was it work? crazy. Was it romantic? It was romantic, but the painting was a monstrosity. Oh, that's, perfect. That's okay. about it. But it brought you closer together, which yeah. is our point because art, you were expressing. Yeah. And did she, did you like have to hold her hand? Did you stand behind her and hold her hand and help her? <laughs> Was it like ghost? Yeah, we didn't have Was a like ghost, ghost? No. And the ceramic wheel? That's a good idea. Maybe Ooh. I should start throwing more Maddie pots. looks mad. Maddie's mad because it's like, yeah, she's mad. Uh-oh. Yeah, we've made Maddie eyes. jealous. Okay, but that could be Maddie's next date. So, um... Here's the deal. Our guest today is Melanie Burke from the website fifthandhazel.com. She is a blogger, a designer, a teacher, collector of happy and lover of life. She founded Fifth and Hazel in 2009, where she works with her clients to design identities, websites, and patterns for surface design. She also teaches classes at Atlee and sells her designs uh, at Caravan, a company that she co-owns and runs with her friends, uh, Alma Loveland and Mike Loveland. Now, here's the cool thing about her. BA, a bachelor's degree in graphic design, a minor in business from here from Brigham Young University. She loves the outdoors, surfing, March Madness, photography, opera. You, man. This is, she's the Renaissance woman. Uh, Hiking, traveling, Brazil, her husband, foreign movies, and her two precocious daughters, which, by the way, she spends a lot of time teaching to appreciate art. Melanie Burke, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's uh, it's great to have you. And now here's what we're, I don't know how much you've been able to hear as you've been on hold, but... uh, I've been hearing everything. Have you? Okay. (laughs) So, uh, you know, Bob Ross, I don't know if you know, he was my mentor. Um, he was my art mentor. And so, but you know, we didn't get to talk much. I just listened a lot. Um, but here's the deal because it's art is, it's about creation, right? It's about expression, but it's, it's, it's a hard thing because it's so, I guess, in the eye of the beholder. And I guess that doesn't matter, does it? I don't need the community to all agree on what art is, do I? It's so true. Well, and there's no need. To, we probably could go into a big debate. You know, this is debated about sure. experts yeah. forever. What is art? Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but gonna work. I think that as art as it relates to the individual, it, in this setting, we're talking about paintings and music and movies and theater and literature and the act of being creative. I think that's how it applies individually. That's, and yeah. we'll leave the debate of art to you know experts yeah it can get pretty scholastic right well yeah let the yeah let the philosophers go there but i I think i guess what i love though is and it seems like we're in an age where everyone now has maybe more of a chance than ever to express themselves i mean you have your own blog yeah yeah and you know social media has really changed the way that we see art um as a society it used to be that we would the only way to see art was to go to a cathedral or museum. Um, but now with 
you know, television and the Internet and Instagram and Pinterest. It's right at our fingertips everywhere. Why is it so important? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're not an investor and you're doing this for expression's sake, tell us the benefits. Like, what do you see as the benefit as a designer, as as somebody that's super creative in your own life? What what do you get out of it that maybe some of us that aren't practicing or expressing as much with art? What are we not getting at? often say that I have not always been creative or artistic in my life. Really? Cool. I think that we love to think of like, oh, well, they're just really naturally gifted. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, you're born with it, so it's just easy exactly. for you. Exactly. And it's not how it is. You know, being creative kind of takes work, and you have to set time aside. We all know the benefits of working out, uh, you know, going to the gym. But I would say that there's an equal advantage and, and, and importance to letting our mind wander and be creative and take that time to either appreciate art or make art because mm. it kind of opens our mind. Like when you're looking at a painting or you're creating something, you have to have an open mind. Yeah. And I think that open mind allows you to tap into your feelings, gives you more balance in your life and it can be therapeutic. There's so many benefits to art. But it is something you have to set aside time for. And if you're not willing or you don't realize the benefits of it, then you'll never set time aside yeah. for it. I, 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 I found that in my own life because I really I like I've written a book and I feel like I'm a writer and I can write quickly and I love it, except you're right. I don't make time for it. And if I don't. So it's funny. I don't I never have considered that an art ever. I don't well, think yeah, in my life, but it is. It's a creative it outlet. Right. And I think the problem is sometimes we are, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because we have social media showing us all this beautiful art. And so, okay, I want to create something. We sit down and then, you know, we write a poem and it's terrible. Yeah. And we paint something yeah. and it's terrible. You know, so it's, you have to let go and recognize, like, change your perception of letting your letting yourself be joyful in this creation, even though it might be bad at the beginning yeah. or always, <laughs> but finding that joy and allowing to see the other benefits, you know, because some of, sometimes with practice, you will get better. But, and, and I can and, tell you there's certain elements I do over and over and I'm really so bad. I'm terrible. Yeah. But at, I guess it doesn't matter too. Yeah. If you're doing it as an outlet yeah. for you, it doesn't matter. I guess exactly. if it's, it's not about good or bad. It's like, it's about you getting that you out of you. That sounds weird. Right, but. and being creative. You know, what's interesting is art has become a form of therapy uh, for, you know, this art therapy for yeah. uh, many different groups of people. And there's a reason why, because it, it does allow you to tap into some emotions and, and that openness. And not only that, but we talk, we put a lot of value on being innovative in our culture, but we never really talk about how to be innovative. And I would say that, you know, they've done studies with young children that allowing yourself to be creative and to give yourself time to do art, whatever that might be, allows yourself to be innovative in other things because it kind of taps into that, you know, there's no wrong answers, there's no right and wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, that perception of being able to innovate. And so oftentimes you might take that time to try art and it might be really terrible, but then you might turn around and in your field of expertise, you might find yourself being able to be more creative. Yeah, I believe that. I, I mean, I've even seen that just in like brainstorming activities that we've done with corporate or, or organizations where 
They just get you to go do projects, draw stuff, paint stuff, do something creative, and it jogs the other side of your brain instead of just sitting there, you know, crunching the numbers. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to work the whole brain. It's really essential. That's powerful. And plus, there's something I think about... Um, like you were saying, almost almost the meditative side of connecting to your gifts or your talents that brings out more of a godly—I mean, it's like God's a creator, and so here yeah. you get a chance to, to be a creator as well. I think it was uh, Meg Conley on our show once said she thought that that need for creativity was is one of the things that brings you closest to God is when you're in that role of creative oh, or creator. Absolutely. and I— Yes, and it taps you into your divine potential as well. Mm. You know, even though no matter what you're doing, there is there is a sense of the divine. And I find that when I take the time to be creative, but not only that, because we're talking that there's two senses of art, right? There's being creative and also surrounding yourself with good art, you know. Right. Both are important. But I find that when I surround myself with good pieces of art that are um, uplifting, and enlightening that I'm able to create better, but it also enhances all areas of my life. That's so true. And it's what's funny for me is I I don't know good art. Like I, okay. I I but but I just know what I like. Yes, that's what you should do. So I, I guess that's good art. Have, well, again, it comes back to the scholastic view, right? Yeah. And I am I do have a degree, and I remember when I stepped away from college. I took it took me some time to kind of because it's important to study. It's important to scholastic. I don't want to take right. away from that. But those let's just say that those who spend their time debating art do not have the time to create art. Right. No. Right. I, it's right. Well, and and a lot of them aren't artists. <laughs> so exactly. so great. Exactly. Hey, great academic view. But hey, I want you to go draw a monkey. <laughs> you go draw. It. You don't like my monkey. Exactly. You go draw a monkey. Oh man, this right. is good. So true, Melanie. I think the important thing is to find what you enjoy, what gives you joy, and surround yourself with that. What, yeah. what is beauty to you? Oh, beautiful. We're talking again with Melanie Burke from the website fifthandhazel.com. Go check that out. Um, we're going to take a break, and, and when we come back, we're going to let you know Melanie teach us how to, to get it into the hearts and minds of your children. How do you kind of get this concept of... I don't know, sharing of expression, of creativity and art into the hearts and minds of those you love the most. We're taking a break back with Melanie Burke from Fifth and Hazel right here on the Matt Townsend Show. back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about art and expression, your ability to express yourself through art, your, also your ability to be moved and the power that art can play in your life. You know, it's something that uh, I think we're not getting enough information about. Again, art can be anything, right? Uh, movies, writing, a great book. It could be that you know that little uh, fall that you had today, James, where you th- you did the flop, the soccer flop, the football flop. Definitely a work of art. I'd it was so. a beautiful work of art because you actually fell. You looked like you were seriously injured, and yet you had not been touched. And yet you didn't call the paramedics. Of course not, because that was a flop. 
Or it could have been an actual tragic disaster. If I could have, I would have called those little medics that come out in the middle of a soccer match and I would have had them spray that uh, aerosol can of magic leg fix. <laughs> and they could have sprayed it on your leg and you would have been healed. Well, Matt, I could have definitely gone for some, some spray leg fix. Yeah. I like the artistic feel that the referees now have with that spray. That, they put the lines yeah, on the that's field. Cool. That's cool. You know what else is interesting? I guess we don't Even have time the cards. For this. I really but is I like it was weird to me the camaraderie between these referees and the the players. Like that blew my mind. When's somebody going to throw a punch? No one was throwing punches. They're all buddies. They're all sitting there before the match. Did the referees all live through this? They did. Oh, and by man. the way, at one time I, is that a failure I swear they were all the same guy. <laughs> they all looked like one guy. They all had the same hair, everything. They must have had a stylist. A stylist that fixed everything, had them look good before they went out. Art. Hey. Referee hair. Referee hair. Back to the art. Here's the deal. We've got a great uh, expert on the show with us. Melanie Burke is joining us. She is a designer, teacher, collector of happy, which honestly, I don't know who happy is, but she's collecting him. And a lover of life. Melanie's founded the website Fifth and Hazel. Go check it out. Just a great site where she works with clients and um, design entities to create designs and websites and patterns for different surfaces. She's She really is just creative, and she says she came by it later in life. She didn't necessarily know she had it, the gift. Um, but Melanie also has a bachelor's degree in graphic design and is, has a minor in business management from Brigham Young University. Melanie, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Hi. How are you? So fun. I'm just happy to be here. Your website, it's, seriously, it's, it's a must-see. they got to go check it out. Oh, well, I'm actually just about to launch a new one in about a month. Wow. So it'll look even better. <laughs> well, you need to slow down. As somebody who has a website that is in dire need of a facelift, you need to let it go longer. I let mine go about well, five years and about 5,000 complaints. <laughs> well, my husband had put me on ban um, that I wasn't allowed to redesign for about three years. So that time is up. So I've been eagerly anticipating that day. <laughs> now, now it's here. You're, now you can... Go, you can go self-medicate for a while. Yeah, deal with your addiction. <laughs> hey, here's the deal. Uh, we wanted to ask you, Melanie, about kids because it's, yeah. you, you teach classes as well on, uh, about art and about design and about just stuff for kids as well. So talk to us a little bit about the importance of art and our children. Well, this has always been important, but I feel like it's even more important in our day because the art programs are decreasing at our schools, which is pretty scary because they've done a lot of studies that the the things that our children need to develop don't necessarily develop with all this academia at such an early age. Yeah. They really need open-ended play, open-ended creativity where they can be creative and it helps them be innovative no matter what field they go into. And mm-hmm. they really need to touch things, like physically touch things. Um, and so it's a little bit scary because we're putting so much priority on academics and even, you know, we put our kids in front of iPads, which can be good. Sure. But if we're not allowing them to be creative and, and play with things, that they're missing some of the brain development that they actually need. No, you know what? I think you're onto it. And we can tell because um, all around Utah, for example, and I'm sure this is across the country, there's more and more of these like experiential uh like museums and, I don't know what they call them, like youth, what do they call those? Kid museums. Yeah, like a kid museum where they're allowed to go in and play and mess stuff up. And uh, There's one locally called the Museum of Natural Curiosity. Uh-huh. Tell me that's yeah. not, that's mm-hmm. our show, by the way. <laughs> yes, our show is a curiosity. 
And it's a total curious, and it's it's so old. It's a museum now. But one of the things that I think you're right too is um, you can't I'm like same thing here. Intellectually, I can read everything we need to talk about. I can have all the show geared up and ready to go. But there's something about winging it once you're there that is in a way more invigorating for me and more fun and letting stuff happen that that wasn't even intended. Well, and just being creative, you think of all the innovations of what the things we get to enjoy. A lot of them have happened by accident. Oh, sure. Inventions, you know, and so it really, no matter what field you've got, is the need to help our children learn to be creative. Um, another problem that I see is that a lot of times if our children need a toy, we go out and buy it for them. That's we so should true. stop buying all the toys our children need. We should help them make it. Oh, yeah. You know, that used to be that you would make the toy. Oh, for or, sure that they would pretend a stick was a sword, but uh-huh. now we can buy them a sword or whatever it is. That's um, so true. And that's really killing some of our creativity. You know what? It is so true. You know those little bulb syringe things that they use to clean out a baby's nose? Yeah. Okay. So that was one of my first toys growing up. <laughs> and I would sit in the bathtub. I had no idea what it was, but to me it was just a perfect squirter. I called it my squirter. So I would squirt people. I'd squirt my mom when she'd come in to get me out of the tub. I'd squirt water in my mouth till my mom told me what it was. And then she's like, dude, I don't think she said, dude, young man, do you know that that's been in a baby's nose? (laughs) And did I care? No. But now it's disgusting. But you know what? We need more toys and we need, but we don't need to buy them. We let them create them. Yeah, and we should let our kids create them. I love that. And that's the other thing. This is being creative with your kids does not have to be expensive. You know, I will oftentimes just grab the things that I have around the house and I'll say, okay, what do you want to make with this? Yeah. And it's amazing what they can come up with, things I would never come up with. And I was having, so about a year ago, I was having a hard time. I have three girls and my oldest is a little fireball. I just love her. Yeah. Um, but she is giving me a run for my money. Um, and so I was struggling with her and I'm like, okay, we need some time where we're doing something tangible together. And so I came up with this idea where we would make words out of things around the house and we called it unexpected type. And I just jokingly put it on Instagram. I put hashtag unexpected type and I was like, well, this will be a fun little exercise for us. And anyways, it's turned into a book. We have a couple hundred of these words that we've created. So we made cookies out of eggs and sugar and flour, like out of things. And we made, you know, love out of flowers. So each like letter is spelled out of the words. And this was a great time for us to be touching things. She learned her letters this way. But more than that, it was time for us to be creative. And it was so much more effective and therapeutic for us. Than, you know, sitting down with a paper and a pencil. And th- that's why they need to go to your website, fifthandhazelandispelledout.com, because on there you can go look up unexpected type. It's It was week 21. I don't know what that was. Week. Oh, is that just week 21 of the year? But um, uh, that was is that what that was? Um, the last time I updated my blog. Okay. Well, that's all right. <laughs> but one of the cool things about it, like there's there's utensils there spelling the word eat. And I'm yeah. just thinking of getting my kids to do the dishes I mean, how great is that that you can use what's already out there? I do have a question, though, on the um, – it seems like there's like a lipstick. This seems like a bad <laughs> idea. It was a bad idea. Did yeah, it turn into a bad idea? Yeah. It was in retrospect. But, you know, she had a lot of fun doing it. It was very messy. It was lipstick so that she worse. spelled kiss. Yeah, it was worth the giggles. Oh, sure. <laughs> but see, that's the benefit of creativity is you're allowed to make a mistake. 
Yes. Just yeah. not on the couch. <laughs> exactly. And in restrained areas. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what that's that's what's so neat about it, too, is there's no right or wrong way to do it. And in a way, it seems like more importantly, you're doing the touching, the tangible, which for yeah. some humans is their way of learning. Right. They're kinesthetic. They need to act it out. They need to be doing it. But it also seems like you're now spending the time with the kids. Absolutely. And it's a project, right? Some, it, it's like what we talked about in the first time, that to be creative, you actually have to set that time aside. Hmm. And so if you want to have time with your children and to teach them and to be creative with them, you have to set that time aside and then allow it to be open-ended and give yourself a challenge or whatever. But it, it ends up being open-ended time where you're able to connect, to tangibly learn, and help them grow and make these connections. It's, it's incredibly rewarding. Oh, it is. Well, again, on your website, you spelled out barbecue with barbecue sauce. You've spelled carob with chocolate chips, carob chips or whatever. I mean, what's cool is, and then you, what you're also doing is taking a picture of it. And yeah. that in, in and of itself, there's art. And if the art, if that was done by your child, you could start, you know, putting some of these pictures together, make them a poster, make them a book. Yeah, and Maggie, my daughter, she loves this book that we have. She looks through it, she giggles, and she says, remember when we did this? And there's some great apps where you can take pictures of your artwork, but there's more things you can do to this. I know I've had friends who um, will show paintings of the masters to their children, like a Van Gogh, and they'll yeah. be like, okay, now you paint this. And it's incredible oh, wow. what these children can come That's up with. Idea. And it's so good to help them. You, know, you can ask them, how does this make you feel? Or It's really amazing, the answers that they have and how, I don't know, it just allows their brain to open in a different way. And, and you, you get to see that. It's really fun. It's, and it's inexpensive. I mean, we're not, we're not, this is, yeah, you don't. And uh, like the idea that, uh, nowadays you have to watch, you, you know, you'll go watch a movie, the Legos movie will come out. Then you're going to need to buy all the support or the, all the, 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 toys, the action figures that are going to come with it. And then it just becomes this, you know, you're now part of the machine. And I sit here and I think instead you say, hey, for summer this year, we're going to make our own toys. And there's some pretty cool toys that you could make just in your own kitchen. Oh, my my daughter, we recently made binoculars for my daughter out of toilet paper rolls. Wow. Now, you know they don't actually work, right? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, depressing. I just want, I don't want, yeah, I don't want to say, I don't want to get all (laughs) academic on you. Yeah, you know, scholastic, academic, geez. But she played with them for months, and so when we were like, my husband and I were like, let's buy her a pair of binoculars, she'll love that. So my school, she has by far preferred the ones that she made because she made them. Oh, I love that. I mean, so she taught me, you know, <laughs> it's simple and it's cheap. I mean, I, it's so but we all we all, it's funny. We already knew this watching the child with the wrapping paper, spend more time with the wrapping paper than with, you know, your expensive present you bought. If we just allow people, the children to be themselves and don't automatically assume that the dollar is going to buy this creativity and this expression, um, that's, I guess, where we're going to find a really powerful form of art. Exactly. And it's about creating the memories, right? Memories are created by time, not necessarily by a gift or a present. Yeah. And so allowing yourself to create these things, it creates the memory and then they'll remember that. And it'll, you know, when they look back, that's what they'll see. That's what they'll remember. And the connections and the time. And I mean, really, again, I attended a funeral this weekend and I thought, huh, 
just how powerful it is what the memories are about. It's all of these it's all of these kind of experiences. It's never about she bought me a car. I mean it's yeah, about all yeah. this it's just about mom sitting down and connecting and teaching lessons. It's powerful. Yes. Yes, it, it's really the best form of learning and connection, I think. And it, it's almost like it's kind of like math. It might be better to teach them math by having them sort chocolate chips than it would be to teach them math by just, you know, giving them the assignment and and teaching the, the a theory. This is this yeah. is probably a better way to yeah. teach art because for some art seems like ugh, it's just where I'm right. going to expose myself and be a vulnerable loser that can't do it. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to be emo in our teaching of art, right? Yeah. Um, but, the, the, and the thing about even teaching math that way, I would say that that's creative because, again, you're letting the children touch things. And there's something so important about tangibly touching, thing, touching things at an early age yeah. to help them learn. Um, well, and they, you can't get that. Well, there's a way. very – they get – I mean, that's what's amazing about touch is we're pretty accurate. You know, that's something yeah. we get. You know, you put yeah. some of those games where you have to – are those young books where they're touching stuff? They're learning a lot just by interacting and being able to do it. I, I think you're on to something here, Melanie. It's it's, it's pe- more people need to to catch your bug. <laughs> well, it's pretty fun being passionate about it. It makes life exciting, and you know, my kids keep me on my toes and they keep being me creative. I've kind of created little monsters. No, <laughs> just kidding. But well, yeah. They, they help push me, and then it, and the amazing thing is, then of course I spend this time being creative with them, and it helps me in my work because I was creative as well with them, and so it's just a win-win for everyone. What? Where can they go to find out? I know you teach classes as well on the website atly a t l y dot com. Yeah. Where, where else can they go to get your information? I am really good at Instagram. <laughs> I don't. No, I know most people aren't. So either my website is really great, fitsandhazel.com, or on Instagram, and I'm Melanie Burke on Myth. Instagram. And so help us with yeah. one more thing. If you had to kind of summarize in a nutshell, what's the one thing that we as parents could be doing this summer? What's the one thing that we as grandparents should be doing? Or just personally to be getting more influence, more impact out of art and out of expression in our lives? I would just say take the time. We really put a high priority and we take time to check our Facebook. We take time to be on social media. And I would say get off the Internet, get off of Facebook, get off of Pinterest, and take the time to be creative in whatever it is, whatever brings you joy. But whatever you invest, it will reward your life in other ways and help you to be productive or creative or innovative or really just healing. It is hugely and profoundly um Wonderful. Oh, I love it. Well, you did it. I'm converted. <laughs> I'm converted. I'm now going to go home and try to, com- you know, explain to my wife that we need them. We need to use the mustard to write something. <laughs> the time to make the word mustard out of mustard. <laughs> Can I have her call you if there's a problem? <laughs> you do that. You do that. <laughs> She's going to be so mad. Hey, well, uh, Melanie, great job. Keep up the good work. Again, everybody go Thank to fifthandhazel.com. From there, you'll get to go, you know, she's got a million other resources, tools to go through. You can go find some of the classes she teaches. But also, you got to be watching out for Melanie's new website because 
She's been spending many, many years thinking about this, <laughs> being held back from her husband, and boom, she's unleashed. <laughs> Scary day. Scary day. <laughs> Melanie, thank you. Take care of yourself. Thank and you. So Thanks appreciate you. You bet. Okay. We're going to take a break, folks. Uh, good stuff. Learning about the power of art and expression in our lives. Think about your own life. Do you feel like you, you know, you've got art in your life? Do you feel like you appreciate the beautiful? And do you feel like you're teaching those around you to appreciate it as well? This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. Expression and art. That's the goal of today's show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Our own uh, producer, Maddie Richard, which is her French name, is joining us now. And Maddie is going to take the other side of the coin and going to teach us. See, we've been trying to dodge what is art, but we needed an expert to go research and find out what is art. I am convinced. Uh, Sean was talking to me about um, a large... Toilet, or I think in your, in French, it's toilette. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure that's not it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it just sounded French. You can make anything French if you make it sound French. That's toilette. true. Toilette. Toilette. Anywho, um, I'm pretty sure a huge toilet that you climb up with a weird hat and slide down a slide into the toilet is not art. Uh, yeah, I don't think... Let's see what Maddie says. I don't think it is at all. <laughs> okay, right? So that's, um, that's a, that's a zonk. That one's in a, in a science museum. Well, science, you know, scientists it's, it's are artists. And it's all about the... It's about teaching kids what happens in the bathroom i think so i don't think that any i don't think it's really classified as art well and honestly if we're going to be real nobody slides down into a toilet very very true i mean rarely i mean some people very true but it's an accident um okay so what is art so i actually am an art history minor so (gasps) oh boy here we go all of my studying a lot of classes have been focused on identifying what it is so Recently, I wrote a paper, and the whole subject of the paper was find a subjective definition of what art is. Subjective? Subjective. Okay, cool. So not like it's if you feel something. It's what is the subjective. What constitutes art? Yeah. Okay. So. Like as if you were working for the government and they had to define what art is. This is the definition. So this is the definition that I am. Using my paper, and it is that art is a form consciously created to stimulate an emotional or aesthetic response. A form consciously created to, to stimulate. stimulate some type of response. Yeah. Hmm. So basically, what I um, am the premise of what that means is that for a work to be considered art, it has to have structure. And a lot of people will immediately think of, okay, painting or a sculpture. But I'm not talking just about tangible, like, structure. 
it could be performance. It could be music. It mm-hmm. could be words. But it has to have some kind of structure. It could be his flop. James's flop would constitute a form. Yeah. It was it a weird structure. form. It was a very floppy form. But the other thing is now that you're – that James's flop won't fall under is mm. conscious creation. James didn't consciously oh, trip. I, no, but he did. See? Because that's no, the flop he's, of the no, world. No, he's, he's – He's his wasn't his a trip. His was a, see. That's what floppers do. Is it's conscious. They're they're conscientiously saying, "I'm going to get a penalty by flopping." Wrong. I was a victim. I was a victim. <sighs> so I don't think Damn. that technically constitutes as art there because yeah, there has to be intent to create man for it he to be considered art. That's um, a flop. Okay. So I mean, you could consider that. You could now take that for something to be an art form, it has to be thought about. Okay, but let me ask you this. Don't you think some artist somewhere has just thrown a bunch of junk on a canvas? Don't you think he did that on purpose? No. Like, I mean, accidentally, he did not mean that way to happen. But he's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe he was cleaning a brush and a little extra spray got on the thing and he thought, oh, voila. That's French. Voila. Yeah, but – did he create some? Did he consciously put something on the canvas before the mistake? Yeah, but it was then. The, yes, that that was that's on purpose. That is art on purpose. Yeah, but when then you the have mistake, the intent, well, with, if you, if your intent is to create, mm-hmm. the mistake is still part of the art because the overall intent in is I'm going to write something. I'm going to paint something. I'm going to sculpt something. I'm going to perform and. No, we do it all I the did time. a step yeah. that was wrong, but that's still part of my Some art. Some of our funniest bits on this show, none of us intended. Yeah, this is, I think this show could be considered art because oh, we're pff, all – sure. This is a radio medium. We're uh-huh. all consciously creating something. Ish. And mm-hmm. no matter what the outcome is, there was an intent behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jacques Martien Sounds French. wrote – In an essay on art, he said, it may be answered first that to create, to produce something intellectually, to make an object rationally constructed is something very great in the world. So I like – his whole thing is rationally constructed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With a purpose, with an intent. So you can't just – yeah. I mean a lot of times people hold up, you know, their – Their McDonald's wrapper. And say – Voila. This is art. Yeah. And, you know. But, I mean, by definition, to, if that was conscientiously you, intended to be art. But if you art. put the McDonald's wrapper on a frame and drew something behind it and then said, this is a, a, mm-hmm. my thoughts on consumerism in America, you consciously created that. That's cool. That would be art. Art. And so then the last element of what art is is the emotional or aesthetic response. And this is what I think creates the most controversy. Emotional responses to art um, can vary from anger to sadness to happiness to fear. But no matter how you react to the art, if you have a reaction, it's considered art. Even, Even if you're if like, like, that's Ugh. ugly. I yeah. hate that. You're feeling something about it. Oh, yeah. My art moved you. Yeah, exactly. Even if it moved you in a negative way, yeah. it's still a response that's been stimulated because of how the painting looked or how the dance made you feel or how the song made you feel. Well, and according to the great, great uh, passion expert, James, uh-huh. uh, then passion really is art. I would agree with that. Because he always yep. says it's the art of love. 
And so he does move you but in a way, a f- even if it makes you, even if it's like makes you like recoil, like. Ugh. But remember, there has to be a form. No, there's form. A form there's consciously a form. created yeah. that creates an emotional or aesthetic response. That's but the form is James. For. James. I mean, if you look at him, my physique. The guy is a form. <laughs> form. I just ruined your whole definition. It's okay. But it was beautiful. Thank I like you. that. But here's the deal. I don't want. I don't want a government definition. I want a subjective. That was subjective. I want an objective. That's what I want. We're taking a break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking about art, expression, and if you don't have an artistic body in your bone in your body, we're going to teach you how to uh, to maybe find it. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Back with more on art and expression after this. little madonna express yourself i don't know why i just raised my voice like that this song it makes you feel i mean you, you want to dance it? yeah and i wish you'd stop that i'm trying because that just scares after me. i saw her in the super bowl i, I was going to stop dancing for life did you yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> I was done i wouldn't call yours dancing oh i'd call it emergency soccer response. flopping soccer flop it's not even a flop it's more of a shimmy more of a flail. It's more of a flail. flail. Yeah, flail. A gainer off the back of this table? It's a total gainer. Now, here's the deal. Okay. We're talking on the show today about expressing yourself, and we've talked about art, and that's one form of expression, but there's other forms of expression. You could get a radio show mm-hmm. and express yourself. Uh, you could do as James does, where he paints. He, he does a lot of body paint. Yeah. So what he does is when there's a BYU game, James is the first guy to buy all of the powder blue paint. Powder, not pow- powder blue, but it sounds right. But it's blue paint, but it's powder paint because it washes off your body. And then you take your what you call your white uh, canvas, which is your chest. Yes, very and white. you put yes. a big B or Y or U on it, and then you mm. celebrate. And then do they actually let you stay in the stadium at BYU with your shirt, with your shirt off? Surprisingly, yes, actually. And let's be real. That was where the blue man was invented. Yeah, well, and actually, I don't think that they would let me in if I didn't have uh, the paint on my chest. I think you're right. Because I'd blind the players. No, absolutely. Yeah, there'd be the glare. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so that's fascinating. So that's a form of expression, though, right, Aaron? that's perfect. Yeah. So you wanted to bring up, you know, what? I mean, everyone does it uniquely. You can't get more unique than painting letters on your body and standing in the middle of the winter at a football event. Right. Well, we express ourselves through music, through painting our bodies, maybe if you're James, through mm-hmm. um, anything. But like the way I want People wanna... tattoo, people yeah. uh, pierce, people wear funny clothes. Right. Clothing. If I shouldn't say funny. People wear clothes that make me laugh. Hipster. Hipsters. Wearing wear glasses a tie like I with have. With a blue shirt. Tie and a blue shirt. Like I look very hip. I get it. I'm a yeah. hipster. All That's okay. See, I wanted to look this way because I wanted to look like, you know, I wanted to look smart. Okay. And I'm nailing You it. look smart. The glasses nailing are a nice it. touch. Yeah. Skull candy headphones. Mm-hmm. Also hipster. Yeah. But hey, 
I want to talk more, though, about how when you're trying to express yourself through words to someone, how can you make them feel what you're feeling? Because it's not always easy to to have that be translated correctly. You sing Does that make it. sense? You sing it. You can sing. Okay. You can sing it. And James always did that to me when we were roommates. If you sing it, you I'll me feel up. it. I just saw a little rendition of um, Les Mis and done by high schoolers, and it was so incredible. They were beautiful, and I felt it to the point of tears. It was art. High school kids. You cried. Me. I cried. Wow. I cried. So, so that's, if you wanted to know, one, you know, the, probably the best way is singing it. Did you want to sing a message today? Um, we got, James could, is, do I have a backup vocalist, James? Uh, yeah, sure. Go for Maybe it. Maybe we'll think about this for a second. Okay. Hey, we got to pick a song out first. All right. You'd be thinking, James. You'd be thinking, James. I'll get back to you. Done. <laughs> Do one with a leprechaun because you know that that'll bring home the crowd. Is there like a Lucky Charms song we could sing? Or... <laughs> They're magically delicious. <laughs> yeah, there we there. go. Okay. What, okay. So what are some other ways that you well, can okay. express? Dennis Rivers, an author, talks about these I statements. You can kind of make it when you're trying to express yourself to someone. There's a funny, uh, he kind of calls it like the bear in the woods little diagram he does. But I'm going to relate this to something totally different okay. that you love, Matt, from our last week's show. Oh, okay. Pokemon. Okay? <sighs> Hold on for a second, all right? Just you, you ask yourself or someone else five things about why they like this or what made them feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I saw Pokemon at age 12, that's, that's number one. Yeah. For number two, I felt, number two, excited, motivated. Uh-huh. Because it was all so new. So you're doing an I statement. You're, you're like framing this in a I'm way that somebody this, taught so you. Understand. You're trying to influence me, so I understand. Yes, you have to understand you're, you're why trying to express I feel yourself. this way. Okay, yeah. keep going, keep going. So number three, um, I wanted to be like Ash Ketchum, who was like the main star. Mm. That's why I felt yeah, like Ash he was, was cool. Okay. Okay. And thus, I also wanted to catch all 150 Pokemon. Right, James? Oh, yeah. And then... And that's number four. You have, like, another want from that. And then the fifth is what you want to do in the future, which for me was to become a Pokemon master. Okay. So, does this make sense, Matt? I felt motivated. Do you understand why he loved this Pokemon so much? This is deep stuff. Yeah. So, um, let me just paraphrase. Okay, paraphrase. <laughs> you are a geek. <laughs> I'm a, dude, and I was you age have 12. no life. No, I just, these are memories, Matt. I don't do this as much anymore, but there are, those are good memories. It's like you back then watching G.I. Joe's. You have good memories, right? Or were those bad memories? Actually, they're horrible memories. Oh, come on. Those were during wartime. Well. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't during wartime. But, okay, so what you're saying is people need, if they're going to express themselves, they need to say, they use I statements. So I, how, how did you do it? Well, okay, I either, either when I saw or heard such thing, like think of a thing or a place. Okay, I call this X, Y, Z, by the way. Okay. When, you, when, when X happens, yeah. I feel Y and Z. And, it, and and I'd like and I and I like it because of this reason, and I like okay. it because of this reason, and it moved me this way, and it also moved me for this reason, and that's and then reiterate, and that's why I did Y X Y Z. Is this copywritten, Matt? It is now. Okay, copywritten by Matt Townsend. All right. I like it. I was going to take it. But, that's great right. advice, though. I want to try though, like. To, Someone here, Sean, James, Matt, you have a just a thing or a place that's meant something to you, whether it be a song, a movie, a piece of art, and where you saw it or how you saw it. And hmm. I want to try this out because do, and we it kind of opened up my mind one? a little bit. Do you want can, a serious no, be, one? Well, no. Okay, I've, yes. got, I've got one. Let's try it. Um, so when you saw slash heard... Well, it's, it's actually for James. Okay, go for it. Let's hear it. <laughs> 
Thank you for doing it for me. Take yeah. it so away, I wouldn't man. have to do it myself. Just make so, it up for James. This is when James um, yeah. went on a trip with some friends and bought a um, got a tattoo. Not not a real tattoo. Okay. It was a fake tattoo. So where was the where did he go? We gotta have it someplace. Well, I don't know, Nickel somewhere. Nickel City? I don't okay. know. I've never been there. Don't even know right. where it is. Went to so Nickel City. So when I went to Nickel City, right. uh, and I purchased a tattoo to put on my the small of my back. How were you feeling? I felt empowered. Empowered. Okay. Because why? Because you needed slash wanted my parents to freak out. All right. And can I keep going? Uh huh. Keep going. And I also wanted the person I the people I was with because there's a there's a number large very large number of people. I wanted them to be impressed by my choice of Tweety Bird. Okay, Tweety Tweety Bird a, as a stick on tattoo right. on the small of my back. On the small of my back. On the small of my white pasty white back. pasty back. So that what was the reason? So that so that I could feel better about myself. Ding. Done. Did you ding? Yeah. yeah I was so like, I could feel better about myself. It. Is that it? Yeah, I feel better. Yeah. So, James, you feel better about yourself? I guess so. Well, the, I actually go to pretty drastic um, measures to be able to uh, raise my self-esteem, prove myself to both my parents and also my peers. <laughs> I, by, I go around in very large groups, like Matt said. Like I usually only hang out with 50, 60 people yeah. at a time. Yeah, yeah. So you did that. And, and I'm, I hope I was okay sharing that. Kind of personal, but it's out there. I can't really do anything about well, it. Well, and the reality is is it washed away the next day. Well, why not Pepe Le Pew instead of Tweety? Because your passion, PhD passion, Pepe Le Pew. Well. There should be some. This I'm not saying that this was the only occurrence. Oh, or only tattoo that's on your body. Now it's getting really personal. Oh. So um, I appreciate that. Okay. So there's, there's, yeah. what we have to do is just learn to express I statements, I statements, and and share more of kind of our thinking behind. Like I like that picture because of this and this. It makes me feel this way, uh-huh. and we can express that. Yeah, we just need to express that. Yeah, powerful, Aaron. Well done. Use that with your wife, your new wife. I'm going to. It's yeah, fantastic. Good advice. See, that's why you listen to the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, you not only learn how to use I statements, but you also learn just some of the oddities of our team here. Express yourself. Mm. Express yourself, folks. It's all about expressing yourself. you got to do so in a healthy way. When we come back, our next guest, Jenny Layton, one of our contributors, is going to be teaching us how to express the happy gal way. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Express yourself. Whatever you do, uh, do it good. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about expressing yourself. Uh, One form of doing it, one way to do it is art. Uh, another one, according to one of our top producers here, the board operator, the man who puts this show you know, on air. James likes to put, you know, um, water tattoo. What are they called? Uh, just, you know, uh, a temporary yeah, yeah, tattoo. Temporary tattoos sort. on his body while he's away at Nickel City. Where's Nickel City? 
uh, State Street. <laughs> oh, it's it's just it's just like a little. Yeah, it's a, it's a oh. place. Yeah, I thought it was like Vegas. It's an arcade. No, I thought you an went arcade. away to Vegas to put this. It's a nickel arcade. That's good. So you know, a lot of kids do that when they're twelve, thirteen, and James just keeps doing it. It's just a form of expression. But we all have our own form of expression. So we decided who 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 would be a great you know contributor to bring on the show that could walk us through expression art. And we thought, who better than Jenny Layton? Jenny Layton is the blog, the blogger. I don't know what we call it, the oh, the the uh, proprietor. I don't know what you call it at the at thehappygal.com. But she's a writer. She's a blogger. She's a coach. She's also the author of the book uh, "Healthy Eating: The Happy Gal Way." She lives in Kaysville, Utah, with her husband and five children. You can find her at thehappygal.com. Jenny Layton, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, Matt. That was a pretty smooth introduction you just gave me. Did you like that? Hey, Jenny, (laughs) question for you. Um, Have you ever put a temporary tattoo on your body? I knew that was coming. I don't think I ever have. If you need some, James has some extras. (laughs) I'm driving straight down to Provo after the show. (laughs) That's why you need to come in, and we won't have to call you. And we'll just, you can take them. You can go right to the, you know, drinking fountain, get some water, and slap that bad boy on your arm. I'm on my way. (laughs) There's one that says mom. Yeah, which would be a great tattoo for a mom, I think. On my ankle. <laughs> yeah, put that on your ankle. They're all, you know they'll just wash off. It's no big deal. So here's the deal, um, Jenny. Uh, I there's no way if anybody goes to your website, there's no way on earth that you're not a highly creative person. Because if you go to your website, it looks pretty. It's pretty creative. Now maybe you're just highly expressive, but you got to be creative. <laughs> That's, you know what, that's really cool to hear because what I was going to share is that there were a large part of my life I didn't think I was a very creative person. Really? And so, uh-huh. well, and you need to know that I've had help with my graphics and things on my site. Yeah. So that, you know, the appearance of the site, I gave my opinion, but I wasn't the creator of that. But it's really funny because really when Maddie asked me to do this show and she said it's on art, I kind of laughed to myself and thought, there's <laughs> no way I'm going to have anything to say about art because I'm terrible at art. Oh, wow. But see, yeah, it's not just on art, is it? It's on expression. It's on everything you do. You write. You're a writer. Mm -hmm. You're creative. I started talking about creativity. I thought, oh, I have a lot to say about that because I did kind of go through this discovery phase where I was like, wow, it feels so good to create. But yeah, you judge yourself on kind of what you think art and creativity looks like. Oh, yeah. Way down on the scale. But I I think that might be a pretty universal feeling um, Mm -hmm. from women maybe in general, but men too. Like my wife will always say she doesn't have like a a gift like that. She doesn't have a talent Mm -hmm. that's so out there for everyone to see. But, But I guess we all do. We just have to, maybe we just have to think of it a different way. Well, I think so. And I think, I don't know, because I work with women, so I don't know what you see when you work with men, but I know for women most of the time, one of the big problems we have universally is just comparing ourselves to other people and thinking that, oh, this is what it means to be artistic. And of course, we're comparing our worst to their best. So we come out short. But yeah, if you look at being creative really is just, um, like you said, expression and creating something out of nothing, any gift or any talent you have. Absolutely. The reason that it's fun is because it's creative. You're yeah. creating. No, I love that. I And um, I think it seems like it's – and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but the more I, I get to be creative, the more I, I – it just creates this energy in me 
where mm-hmm. you know something else is happening other than just what I'm drawing. It's it's more of me seems to be, you know, coming out. Yeah, well, do you want me to get a little deep? Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, hold on, let me buckle my seatbelt. Okay. It always goes deep with me. Um, I just think when we're being creative, we're getting closer to our purpose, you know, our life purpose, our life mission. And so that's why being creative looks so different for every person. That's why you can't compare because, yeah, once you get in that creative mode, whether you're planning a a service project or whether you are organizing a cause or whether you are lost in some craft that you're doing or what I don't know what men like to do, (laughs) Uh, some incredible sport, I don't know. Deer Hunter 2014. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That's just an app that men seem to like. Is, is there creative? Is there room to be creative in that? I'd say more destructive. Yeah. Well, so maybe <laughs> not a lot of creativity in it, but you got to find creative well, ways to ambush, you know, types of animals. Just well, different. That's good. Breeds. I'm. I'm glad. You- but you could find a way to kind of that it's kind of negative. It's negative. I agree. Um, so being creative means we're actually connecting more to our purpose. Yeah, and it um, and that purpose is, I, I guess, that might be what you had to go figure out when you were first mm-hmm. trying to figure out, you know, what you're going to offer the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you could sit there and yeah. say, "Well, you could, you could offer a new, you know, recipe," and then you're like, "Oh, that mm-hmm. that I'm kind of passionate about," and then you could create it, and then eventually, all of a sudden, you're writing a book. Well, and yeah, and you know what's really crazy is that I think. Okay, so for women especially, um, you know, we're growing up and we have all these opportunities to learn and grow and develop ourselves. And then all of a sudden we go through this major life shift where we're mothers and we're wives and all of those parts of ourselves where we feel our identity start to get put on the back burner because of all of the needs that are in front of us. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you lose connection sometimes with those things that bring you a lot of joy and happiness because those are where you're creative. And it's not that being a family, you know, being a mother and creating a family isn't also creative. That's why there's a lot of joy in that as well. But there is this part of us that needs to have that personal time to also be creative. And so um, it, for me, it was really interesting because um, in high school, I remember I, I never was like the crafty, artsy type. And it was funny when I got married, like trying to decorate my house. My husband's like, um, we're not putting that there. And <laughs> We're not hanging that picture up. That doesn't look good, yeah. you know. So I was pretty clear on what I wasn't good at. And then the whole mom thing happened. And then um, I went to a program about five years ago where I had to do some writing. And all of a sudden, I remembered back to being in high school when I used to think I wanted to be a writer. And all of that opportunity for creativity, it just kind of came gushing out. And I just rediscovered a part of myself that really brought a lot of happiness. Hmm. Wow, yeah. I mean, and, and think of how freeing that is. Just mm-hmm. now, you know, you know, not, now you're kind of you're in the, I, you know, now you're in the groove. Now, now you know what to to bring back to give back to the world. Yeah, and it's fun because I think once you start discovering something that you like to, it always lends to something else. Yeah, you know, because the writing, obviously, because I have a voice that I want to be heard. I love to speak, and I love to, you know, present and teach, and that's not something you'd necessarily look at and think, ooh, that's a super fun talent. But, right. but for me, it really brings me a lot of satisfaction and joy. And that kind of came as I started to write again. So It's funny. And then in the end, um, you know, none of us, that's what's hard about writing is once you've, once you've been writing, then you have to, you put yourself out there. You become very, mm-hmm. very vulnerable. 
and then you start getting mm-hmm. feedback and people aren't always nice. That's, I guess, one yeah. of the things about art and expression anyway is you've also got to have enough confidence to put it out there or you can't help influence people. Yeah, that's true. It's so much easier to just play it safe in life. And yeah, when you're creating, you're certainly putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable. So yeah, that's the flip side, but that's what makes it so fun when you get the positive feedback as well. Yeah. Yeah, have you gotten positive feedback before? I, I don't get that as often. <laughs> I just yeah. get, my people around me just like, yeah, okay, yeah, that was good. Oh, you know what? I'm going to leave a good comment on your show today. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was such a creative, good show, Matt. <laughs> See how you are? You're trying to make me feel good. That is so great. Hey, talk to me about how we do this. I mean, like you you just explained you how you kind of backdoored it and snuck in and figured out what you're about. What are some other ways that we can start to figure out how we should express ourselves or what we want to express or who we are or what we really have to offer this world? Okay, that's a great question. And I'm going to, again, particularly address how it is for women. So maybe this does or doesn't apply to men. I'd love your feedback on that. But every time I work with a woman in any situation, there's this huge barrier we have to overcome. And it's always the idea of giving yourself the permission to take that time for yourself. Um, that's a really hard thing. And so once you see the value of being creative and you can kind of feel like, oh, I can see how if I gave myself a chance to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that would bring a lot of joy. The first hurdle for women is, okay, then I'm actually going to do it. I'm actually going to let myself take a class or I'm actually going to schedule some time for me to work on writing or painting or cooking or crafting or whatever it is. And it, I don't know. Do you find with men that they struggle to do that as well? Yeah, it almost seems like a lot of times it's it, it, it. I guess the risk, the fear is part of it, and yet, and then the time mm-hmm. is part of it. We've talked about that earlier in the show. It's also um, it's work, so it's mm-hmm. exertion, right? So it's it seems easier to just I'll just go play Deer Hunter twenty fourteen. It just seems easier to drop back to something you don't have to think about or watch the sports, you know, event or just anything that doesn't demand work Mm -hmm. is sometimes just so much easier or or it does demand work, but it's thoughtless work where I can just escape being creative. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily always feel as easy as just but eventually I've seen it in my own life. It gets easier the more you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you get in this flow, you get in the groove of it all. Yeah, but it's hard. Then you feel the payoff after that, but that is hard. I think the only thing that can drive you through that time where you're having to put forth effort that's making you uncomfortable is just the um, that anticipation of what that that draw and that connection that you felt to wanting to do that in the first place. Yeah, that like I just have a hunch this is going to make me so much happier and really. You know, walking out on faith. Yeah, get the vision of it. And and that's what's interesting is I've kind of always had in the back of my head what I wanted to or what I felt like I was supposed to offer the world. And I've tried enough things now that I I know now what what works and what doesn't for me. And but Mm -hmm. it is you kind of just slowly. But you have to go back to that vision that there's something bigger that you need to bring the Mm -hmm. world. That's so fun to hear you say that because I can, I've really connected with that idea too, that I felt like there is something out there for me to do. And it's been so many tiny little steps I've had to take of, I don't know exactly what it is, but this feels right. I don't know exactly, but now I think I'm going to try this. And down the road, I have this skill set in all of these different places that puts me 
perfectly positioned to do yeah. something that then is really meaningful. No, I, I think we're right on. And um, we're going to – let's take a break, Jenny, because as, as I see that, some of my biggest moments were when I took a really big risk to do something completely different. And, yeah, I want to hear about that. Uh, yeah, I want to get into that with you, too, and, and see, you know, because that, that was a form of expression. Let, just remind me. We'll call it the billboard. Okay. <laughs> One time I put a billboard up. Anyway. <laughs> it, board, a, a billboard on, on a huge freeway system. A billboard. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Billboard. My head was about 5,000 feet high. It was crazy and scared me to death, honestly. We'll talk about it when we take a break. After the break, I mean, more with Jenny Layton from thehappygal.com. Go check out her website, The Happy Gal. This is The Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about expression today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about art and expression. And, uh, you, know, we've, you know, we've got pretty deep into the art side of it. We wanted to get into the expression. Really, a lot of art is just a simple act of people expressing themselves. And we brought on Jenny Layton from the Happy Gal blog. Go to thehappygal.com. And everything you ever need to know about being happy, healthy, you know, smart, strong, fast, even fast. Uh, reading her website, her blog, I gained uh, one second in the 40 meter. That's impressive. Thank you. Wow. It was the happy gal way. You're running the happy gal way? Mm-hmm. She taught me to run with my feet straight. Do I you... was doing it the unhappy mat way. Do you have your fingers spread apart too? Yep. And... I always put my hands up in the air and flail my hands while I run. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> Jazz hands. Hey, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Poor Jenny. You know, we try to give her a good introduction, and then we, we James, blows it like that. James. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, She's Jenny. not. She wants to be respected. Yeah. I, I apologize for that. I, yeah. I didn't mean to mention the jazz hands. Good. Well done. Uh, Jenny Layton is joining us. She's the creator of the blog, The Happy Gal, author of the newly released cookbook, Healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way. She's a speaker, a blogger, a coach. If your house is a mess and you don't know how to organize it, she's the one you'll want to call. And, um, again, she'll also help you if you can't run fast. This is uh, Jenny Layton and mom, five kids. She's incredible. She's doing it all. Jenny, welcome back to The Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. That was a nice save. (laughs) introduction. You know what I'm trying to do, Jenny? These people are out of control here. I think the jazz hands comment was pretty funny. I don't know if I can come down and do it live. You guys will have me laughing. No, at least I can trust come me. back into my own world here. It's not that <laughs> funny here. <laughs> Believe me. Um, we have to make it up like that. Uh, so here's the deal. I was starting my business a few years ago uh, locally to be a coach. You know, and there's not yeah. a lot of people coaching relationships 13 years ago. So mm-hmm. I decided to put a billboard up on I-15 and um, it was a really scary deal because it cost a lot of money, a lot of money. Yeah. And I just something was like I had left a great job. I I had I had a lot going for me, and people thought I was crazy. But I had something inside me saying, "Nope, this is right. 
is what we got to do. And then eventually I had to, you know, boost business a little bit, put up a website or not. I mean, put up a uh, the billboard and I had to have a website ready, all this stuff. And boom. Now, it, it didn't like I mean, it was actually it helped a lot, but you, it didn't probably break even. But mm-hmm. it got my deal started. And then even to this day, I had people saying, wow, I yeah, I saw your billboard. And I'm like, what, yeah. 12 years ago you did? Yeah, that was a good billboard. Wow. I, I haven't had a billboard cool. since then. But the interesting thing is um, I, I dared to express. I was mm-hmm. terrified. I was so terrified. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty bold expression. Oh, you believe know. me. <laughs> but I did save <laughs> the billboard, and now yourself. we've mounted it. It's, it's mounted in my garage. Is it? Oh, really? I have a huge, like, 50-foot head. <laughs> I thought you put it on the yeah. ceiling in your, in your home of some yeah, sort. no. My wife, I tried. She got mad. She said she'd rather see the, a dead head of an animal that I had killed, but I'm not a hunter, except for Deer Hunter 2014. Ooh, James slept right through that one. Um, so, Jen, help us as we go back What uh, to what you were teaching us. What are some more ways that we kind of reconnect to that purpose, find out what's most important to us, and and start expressing Well, okay, so the perfect, actually, thing to say after that example you just gave is you connected with this idea of a billboard and had the courage to do that. That's so big because everybody has those little prompts all the time. We came to this life to be on purpose. And so as such, there are cues all the time of, oh, that would be so great, or I just wish I could be more like that, or it would be the nearest thing in the world if for my job I could, you know, and then whatever the answer is. I I think the first thing to do is to start paying attention to those thoughts and those cues that you get, and then going for it the way that you did with your billboard. You know, I bet you would never go back to the life that you had before, because you're on purpose, right? And you love this. Yeah, and once you're in, then, that's right, that's right, now I'm the happy guy. Yeah. Have you ever, you it's need great. to, yeah, I, I might take that. Great to be a happy guy. Yeah. I know my husband teases all the time that he's going to open up the happy guy. Yeah. Well, if <laughs> he's married to the happy gal, it's got to be a happy deal. That's right. In um, fact, my son, because he, so side note, he, I, I do lots of help foods and things. Yeah. And so he's always like, mom, <laughs> let's just have cookies or let's just, you know, and my husband teases him, well, we're, you can open up a site called The Unhappy Son. Yeah. <laughs> The slouch, the, the happy slouch.com. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Back to, back to the point, though. I think you need to open up an internal dialogue with yourself and start to notice when you start to get those promptings and ask yourself what it is you want to do. And recognize that those answers might come slowly at first because as adults, kind of that little kid that wants to be the astronaut after a while you you start shutting those cues down, you mm-hmm. know, because it's not realistic or whatever. And so you've got to start to open that back up and and pay attention to when you get those feelings and have some confidence in yourself that that really would bring you a lot of joy and you really could do it. You know what's interesting is um, I, I think we also know what we want to be much earlier than we think because we may not mm-hmm. be able to get what the job would look like. But yeah. I remember in high school thinking I would I would – like to be a spokesperson mm-hmm. and I'm thinking but I didn't want to be like a spoke I mean I probably wanted to be a spokesperson for the president or somebody that I saw that was being a yeah. spokesperson but then yeah. but all of a sudden now I just look at it later and I think wow it's kind of happened so maybe too yeah. that's one of the things that we can do with our kids is 
have them start asking, what is it? You know, if I had a magic wand and can, you know, make you instantly what you'd want to be, and it's not a sports hero. It's not a sport. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, even because that's where all my kids would go. You can't fly. Yeah, unless you, you can't. Be a pilot. That's right. So, that so, so what? What? What would that look like? Or what are some of the things you'd want to do in your job? It might be interesting what we would find. Yeah. Well, and here's another idea too. Um, I love the concept of vision boards. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but one way is just printing pictures online of things that they would love to do, and then posting them on a bulletin board or something that they can see that often. And the more they see that, the more they can connect personally with doing that and be more apt to pursue those things. And sure. I've had great personal experience with vision boards, and that's an exciting thing you can do with your kids and just let them dream, you know, and yeah. put those things up. Then you know, as a parent, you'll get an idea more of what they're drawn to. And it's so interesting as I look at each of my five kids, I can see they, they just have their own unique path and things they're good at and that excite them. I've got this great son who has an inventions journal. And he's 14, and he's been keeping this journal of mm. ideas and scientific models and things. That's not a normal 14-year-old no. boy type of thing to no. do. And he's a normal kid. He does all the normal stuff, but that's such a gift he has. Yep. That I, I want to look for opportunities to expose him to mentors or to give him um, service opportunities or plan family outings around those kinds of things because that's going to give him more opportunity to develop those gifts. And oh, Jenny, he's going to be rich. That's what we, he thinks he will. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be living large. Yeah, Mm. got to get him through college and we're good. That's right. That's right. Way to go use your children. That's how my mind works. Um, That's just how I express. So it's, uh, when you were saying that, Sean, um, one of our producers here, well, not, not one of, the producer, the executive producer, Sean took his daughter all the way to Chicago. They traveled 10,000 miles. <laughs> wasn't quite that far. It felt like that because they were in a motorhome. Well, together. that it did, yes. But he took her all the way to Chicago so she could take go to a camp in architecture school, basically. Yeah. Oh, it, wow. Uh, she worked at the – she actually got to work in Frank Lloyd Wright's studio, uh, went to mm-hmm. his studio and home, and they have a, a day camp that lasts uh, four days for uh, middle school students. It's a four-hour-a-day thing. And Did she get a T-shirt? Uh, no. Well, we bought her a T-shirt there, oh, yeah. but there was no T-shirt for the actual Darn camp. It. But yes, that's. But see, again, that's you seeing that. That's how she could express herself. Very much so. It's beautiful. She loves expressing herself in Legos, yeah, which is amazing. Yes, yeah. she's thirty. No, she's, she's not thirty. Fourteen. Uh, Thirteen Six, actually. Yeah. She'll be fourteen in November. But then again, as a as a parent, you're you're noticing that that's how mm-hmm. she's expressing. So even Legos. Art, yeah. but also it's expression. And that's well, how that, you're going to you know, cue in. That's how actually the same son, when he was 18 months, a very busy, busy kid. And one mo- one morning he was just silent and I looked over to see what he was doing. And he had those bigger Legos for the first time at age 18 months. And his brain was just, the wheels were just turning. And Interesting. And you could see him fitting yeah. together. And so, yeah, I think being observant as a parent is a really important way to encourage your kids to be creative. Yep. Yeah, now we're being observant and noticing that she's spending too much time on her iPad with Minecraft. So <laughs> I know, but see, Minecraft too is building. It is, they, but they try to pass it off that way, don't yes, they? Yes, they, yeah, do. they do. Mm-hmm. Minecraft, but yeah, you, I don't you see the draw of Minecraft. I'm I, gonna have to try it and see. If no, it's, really it's pretty. Good. It's actually pretty cool, and you know, but it's exhausting. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
it wears me out. Of your wrist. But I like your little point that you made about silence because that's actually that's the dead giveaway. That is the that's mm-hmm. the, when your kid goes quiet. You know they're either you know creating they're 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 committing a felony or they're <laughs> into their passion. Actually, that's the way really the way we knew it with uh, Aaron, my daughter, <clears throat> she was. It seemed like she was almost withdrawing from the family. She was the only kid who would spend hours in her room. But we knew she wasn't withdrawing and yeah. doing nothing because she would come out with these creations that right. she had made and she had never while built she a was bomb. in her room. Yeah. yeah, well, that's true, too. But see, that's brilliant. That's only because she didn't have the explosives. That's, yeah. 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 That's really cool. And thank you for that's that. That's really cool. I think you just look at all those things and you can just be your eyes open for the gifts of your kids. And they need the help to know how to to recognize them um, because they're just not real self-aware. Yeah, no, right. Kids, And so they're not going to maybe know like, oh, I'm just always really happy whenever I, whatever it is. So if you can really point that out and create more situations, then they'll start to identify with that. And then, you know, they're going to be the ones that want to draw or write or practice the piano or I wish that I wish that would happen with piano at my house. <laughs> you know, my, and it's happened with mine. But part of it is letting them express it, and kind of letting them express it their way. I had one child that could just read the books, learned it kind of normally, and I had another child that couldn't focus on reading the books. So we just let him do it his way, and he learned by ear. And mm-hmm. honestly, they're both incredibly proficient. Last night, they mm-hmm. both played with a violinist that's uh, getting her PhD in violin. And wow. one of them could pretty much play it any song that she could see, and my other my other son can listen to any song for a minute and play it. And wow. so I look at it, and it's it's seemingly the same gift, but it's not. It's so mm-hmm. different. It's not just piano. You, it's expression. As a parent, you don't want to make the mistake of saying one's right and one's wrong. Right. That would just be such a disservice. Oh, to it's the so true. Of the others. Yeah. Hey, give us. We have about one more minute. What? Give us kind of what you think is really the big key. What? What would you say is the one thing, Jenny, that we as parents could be doing, and, and even just in our own lives uh, that you see with the women that you coach, to help us figure out how we personally can express better. Well, I just think it's so important that you yourself cultivate your own creativity. And again, I'm going to come back to giving yourself the permission to do it and the nudge to do it because there is such a cyclical effect and an exponential effect that happens when you do that. You feel better. Your kids see that. You have a passion for developing talent and for being creative. And then that's going to become an automatic thing you want to share with your children and helping them discover their own. So I just think coming back to making that a priority in your life because you can feel the value of it, you're going to really then turn and, and create that and make that a priority for your kids. Oh, totally. Well, I think you did it. And all that anybody needs to do if they want to see creative, healthy expression is go to my or thehappygal.com, your website, <laughs> thehappygal.com, because oh, it's there Thank and it's loaded you. with it. And for the woman that didn't think she was a great writer, you wrote a book for heaven's sakes. <laughs> and and I, I think I think you're in it. I think you're in flow now and you're figuring out, you know, how to change the world and you're doing it. So we appreciate well, you. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Jenny, you're the best. Take care of yourself and uh, you know, watch out for that son. He's gonna be a millionaire someday. <laughs> well done. Yeah, thank you. You bet it's that, fun to be here, Matt. Good to have you. And that's what I love about this team is because uh, I, I figure out of one of these producers that are around me, one of them's gonna hit it big one day. And because I helped them get there, I tell myself. That's why I take my daughter to architecture classes. 
They're going to get big. No, she can build me a house. That's. Yeah, huh. And someone's got to pay for it, Sean. Someone's got to pay for it. That's her job. Good job. Okay, we're taking a break. Coming back. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show with the uh, the now famous quiz uh, art. Yes or no? <laughs> now famous, actually soon to be famous, right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, friends, as we wrap up this uh, show today of, you know, art and expression. As I look across the console at the lovebirds, James and Maddie. Okay. Public display of affection in my studio. Makes me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Hey, uh, we're going to wrap up the show talking about is this art? You know, James has been, you know, working all night long, he has spent putting together this short six-minute segment. Yeah. Well, because with modern art, well, with art in general, there's a lot of unconventional art. Right. You know, stuff that you wouldn't really consider art. Tattoos, for example. Tattoos being one of them. Actually, that probably comparative – comparing with other forms of art, it's probably fairly normal. Yeah, it's more – well, not the way you do it, but – Yeah, well – Not the fake – not the – yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. But yeah. – um, so I, I compiled this list. It's kind of a quiz of sorts okay. of different things and of different works of art that I guess technically all of these could be art. Yeah. It's whether it's actually been made or if it has yet to be made. Okay. So if it's – if someone actually did it or if it's not if, actually an actual piece of art. So this is – some of these are – they're not actually – they haven't been produced. They're just thoughts. They're, they're somebody's neurotic, psychotic – they're James's neurotic psychology. I guess so. Okay, perfect. Because uh, the ones that aren't real, I made up. So okay, I guess good. they're mine. No, oh, that, oh no, this <laughs> is fun. And he will be actually creating that explains them later. a lot. By the way, and this is great for all the listeners because this is a journey into the mind of James. Oh, great. Oh, so for some of you, this yeah. could be fatal. I don't know. <laughs> well, and also for all of you out there that are listening, um, feel free to take these ideas for yourself because I'm sure you can sell them for millions of dollars. Okay. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, first one. It's a desktop monitor with a keyboard, protrude, keyboard protruding from the smashed screen. That's the work of art. That's art. That is art. Yeah, I've done that, and I'm not. I've seen that on a video. Is that art? Nope. I made that one up. I guarantee that's art. No. <laughs> if you go look online, smash screen with keyboard on, going through it, boom, you'll find art. Well. Thank you. I, get, it's I, I take Getty. that as a compliment. I think I saw that at the Getty – that was at the Getty Museum was it? in L.A. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, man, I'm missing it. <laughs> Here's this next one. How about a pile of stuff covered with a piece of fabric tied up with a rope? What a pile of stuff covered yeah, just, with a piece of fabric tied up with a rope. Yep. You don't know what the stuff is because is it's it covered. La- let me just say, is it laundry day? <laughs> Potentially. You don't know. Are there hobos nearby? <laughs> Uh, that is not art. Okay. That is art. It was by, by an artist named Man Ray in 1920. Man Ray was a hobo <laughs> who <laughs> just fell off a train, <laughs> and all you saw was his little uh, catch. What do they call it? Those little uh, stick and yeah, I don't know what those are called. Yeah. Okay. How about a diamond encrusted platinum cast human skull? 
diamond encrusted, platinum cast, human skull. Art or not? Uh, creepy. Non art. Non art. Non art. I think it is art. Well, Sean? Correct. Thank you. It is art from really? Damien Hurst. Yep. Can you I could just see somebody putting that on their Harley? But a yeah. human skull? I didn't think you could Well, not just... a real skull. It was but, yeah. platinum cast, so it's not a real human skull. Oh, that's right. You lost me. Okay. Okay. How about a blank sheet of eight and a half by 11 inch binder paper plastered onto an oak board? Art or not? On an oak board. That yes. sounds like the bulletin board at my house. Is it. Um... Is anything written on the paper? No, blank sheet piece blank of paper. Blank sheet. Yeah, it's just lined paper. I would normally say no, but I know you're going to say yes. <laughs> so I would say yes in an, in an event to capture the trick that you're trying to do. Nope. That's not a work of art. That's that's coming from my mind again. I think that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Really? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Dude, okay. I'm so good at this oh, game. <laughs> you know what, James? You're twisted. You are what? twisted. Your brain is messed. Mm-hmm. Here's an easy one for you, Matt. Okay. A painting of a self-portrait of a self-portrait of a self-portrait of Stephen Colbert. That is real. Yeah. Yeah, that is real. That actually was in the Smithsonian for about six months. Really? So I yeah, wouldn't have known really? until you said Stephen Colbert. In yeah. the American Heritage I'm not quite sure which okay. Smithsonian, but it was there. I think it was the air and space. I doubt it was air and space. <laughs> it was probably air and space. Give me another one. Give me one from your brain. This is fascinating. <laughs> How about um, um, a life-size train replica suspended by in the air by a crane? So A, a train replica? Yeah, like a, a, a large train engine. One yeah. car? Oh, engine. Yeah, and it's a train engine suspended in the air by a crane. I, that's yes. totally in your head. That is not art, but that is in your head. That is totally art. <laughs> Told you. Yeah, it's out. It's actually outside the entrance of the Los Angeles County Museum. <sighs> See, you missed that one when it's you were there. We were the Getty. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You could have seen the train suspended in the air. Mm-hmm. That still sounds like your crooked mind. Okay. <laughs> How about um, a simple red clay brick? Broken in half. That's it. That's red clay brick. Art broken or in not. half. I would say not art. I would say, you know, waste of construction material. Job well done. You actually got that one. That's when I was running out of ideas. So I oh, said. okay. <laughs> Is that when Maddie came and stood by you? Yeah, and I was like, oh, I can't concentrate yeah, yeah, on work. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's pretty much what it was. Well, uh, good waka, show, waka, kids. Waka, waka, waka. That was yep. fun. You guys appreciate your art and your expression. Pretty much all of you. Once again, suggestions if you want to make these pieces of art. They haven't been made yet, yeah. so you can do it yourself. Go get a brick, break it in half. Hey, here's a quote for you. Sometimes bad things in life open up your eyes to the good things you weren't paying attention to before. That's why sometimes we need bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to break the brick with my head. Let's do it. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about psychology behind consumerism. Why do we buy the things that we do? And should we really be buying them in the first place? All of that tomorrow on the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks for listening to us. Again, this is BYU Radio.